Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevs here. Casey's out again today. Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on the Circle in her place. And we start the program with, well, the potential for a gag order against Donald Trump. And they believe that as of Friday, the judge could issue a gag order against Donald Trump for his, due to his, propensity to talk about absolutely everything and now apparently jack smith feels threatened by donald trump's social media posts and we will see what happens but ethan to me the enforceability or legality of a gag order on a guy running for president of the united states in which the the charges against him and his ability to beat them would seem to be paramount to his ability to be president of the united states I maintain that's completely unenforceable. What sayeth you? So much of this is completely uncharted territory. We've never been here before, Rob, but to a certain extent, this may be ironically in a legal sense the best thing for Trump. Maybe his lawyers are breathing a (laughs) sigh of relief because of his propensity uh, to use his mouth in a way that gets him in trouble. Um, <laughs> well, okay. And, and there's now, whether it's enforceable, uh, because it is absolutely a component of his campaign, uh, that, that remains questionable, but we've never been here before where a former president has been, president has been indicted of not one, but you know, charged with not one, but 70 multiple federal offenses. So this is, this is interesting. So there's two sides of this and you're right. There is the side in which you say as an attorney, your client talks way too much. However, (laughs) who else has a client who is the likely major party nominee for president of the United States? That's never, that's never happened before. And so it really is, you know, it is such a weird position to be in where he has to talk about this. He has to address it. He has to be Trump because so much of the Trump support is based on his ability to directly engage in whatever crisis that he has entered himself into, and it has always been that way. And I'm not sure, based on freedom of speech, and the you know the courts have long given great deference, especially to political speech, that you can gag yeah. some guy when this clearly has to be political speech. Yeah. I'm not saying this as a Trump supporter or whatever. I'm saying he absolutely has to be able to address the issues because... It's, again, the central part of him being president of the United States is the ability to beat beat these charges both in the courtroom and in the courtroom of public opinion. Oh, Rob, you know I'm loath to agree with you and, and give you the win here, but you're absolutely right that political speech in particular is given the highest level of deference as it should within uh, 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 the First Amendment rights guaranteed by our Constitution as they've come to be understood in the legal framework. So, yes, it's, it, is, it is important for Trump to be able to communicate that message no matter how it enrages the people who hate him the most. So Trump was in New Hampshire yesterday. And by the way, there's a poll out. We'll get to it later in the show that shows him like whatever it is. It's 34 points or something like that ahead of DeSantis, who is in second place there. So as with the rest of the country, he's winning 
uh, overwhelmingly. But he was in New Hampshire and had a rally, and it was very well attended, as they always are. And there he said Biden is weaponizing the DOJ on him anytime Biden's corruption get exposed. Joe Biden is the most incompetent and corrupt president in U.S. history. The Biden crime family was taking in money from China, Ukraine, Russia, all these places yesterday, within so many others. And now whenever more Biden corruption is exposed, his henchmen charge me with a crime. You know, when they get something on Biden, oh, let's indict, let's add on another indictment to that stupid indictment that we filed. Let's add on another one, because that takes the news cycle. Unfortunately, I get disproportionate publicity. So they indict me. He's right. Great balls. But so they indict. So when they want to keep something, they say, oh, man, they got Hunter again. Uh, he's right. I mean, we played this oh. out. The timeline is unbelievable. And they're so brazen about it. The timeline it, it is like every time something comes out about Hunter or Joe, oh, here's another indictment. Okay, that was going to be my question to you. Is he right? Because the timing is absolutely damning. Certainly, there does seem to be some connection there on the timeline. But my question, is it successfully distracting from the malfeasance of the Biden crime family? Because those stories continue to come to light. The test congressional testimony is still on the the record there's still coverage of the irs whistleblowers and uh the 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 uh, uh uh all sorts of stuff you know from the hunter laptop continues to come to light has it really distracted from the story or killed it in any way well what did we lead or our is show this just adding to the cacophony what did we lead our show with today well donald trump what did we lead our show with the yeah, day but, before but well you're the one who put the outline together well, no, 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 you no, can with anything you wanted but we do it ethan generally so a little insider baseball here generally in talk radio especially a show as successful as this one and as a radio station as successful as this one your lead your story you lead the hour with is what you believe is the most interesting and what will most captivate people so okay. yesterday it was old silent Suzanne and Fredo Pence breaking up because that's super palace intrigue and those two people totally deserve each other and it was great to watch them take a giant dive to the bottom of the ocean together. Today it's Trump. The day before that it was Trump. The majority of our stories are Trump. So in the sense of when I'm putting a template together, when I'm putting our show together, I'm looking at what I think is the most likely thing to interest our audience or be the most relevant story for our audience it, clearly, it was Trump. It's Trump in the gag order. It's it, you know, it's Trump in the and the rally, and it's Trump addressing these things. But just because we've covered these things, does that mean you've taken your eye off the ball regarding the Biden crime family and the wrongdoings of Hunter Biden and the business association with his fa father? Have you forgotten about all that? Will you never cover it again because it's now Trump, 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 Trump? Yeah, but Ethan, here's the thing: when you you are you are a man of a relationship, correct? Yes. Have you ever done something that you were like, well? my significant other is not going to be real thrilled about that have you done that <laughs> now you're a very good spouse or significant other or whatever so maybe not but those of us the majority of us have had that moment and what you do is you do everything in your power to deflect to distract in hopes that the audience in this case the audience would be your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever will eventually become so distracted by all the things that you have thrown at the wall 
you will eventually, she will eventually forget the thing. And is that the media in this analogy? Well, I think that's what they're doing. That, that's what they're doing here. They're trying to get people to cover everything with Trump or pay attention to everything with Trump that is not Biden. Now, you're right. Clearly, people are covering it. People know what Joe Biden is. But as of right now, Donald Trump has been indicted over 75 times. Joe Biden uh. has been indicted zero times. Uh, and Hunter Biden, save for one smart astute judge would have got a sweetheart plea deal walking out so thus far because of this though they have opened the floodgates for that to potentially happen if the republicans had any uh, stones and hair on their peaches oh ethan republicans and stones and hair on their peaches we all know that's not going to happen uh <laughs> speaking of trump more from uh new hampshire says 2020 was rigged and stolen and biden's going after the people who want to prove it it's never a second of any day that i didn't believe that that election was rigged it was a rigged election <laughs> It was a rigged election, and it was a stolen, disgusting election. And this country should be ashamed. And they go after the people that want to prove that it was rigged and stolen, so it never happens. They go after them. They don't go after the people that rigged it, okay? And we'll see how it all turns out. You know, we've been, we've been right about a lot of things, right? You ever see Trump was right about everything, ultimately? Let's see how that all works out. So in other words, I'll be the only politician in American history not allowed to speak because of our corrupt system. Sir, you're not allowed to speak on the truth. In other words, I'll come here and I'll say, hi, everybody. Listen, uh, not allowed to speak. Uh, please vote for me, New Hampshire, if you would. Bye. And then, uh, I'm, I, I tweeted this yesterday. Trump is too fun not to vote for. I mean, it's not going to matter whether it's DeSantis oh, or who. who, who, who it's hilarious because okay. the whole thing is a giant joke and a scam. Yes. Our entire government is a is a bunch of. It is a joke. Right. So let let's just put it on display for everyone. It won't matter whether it's DeSantis or Tim Scott or whoever gets in there. They're not going to change anything anyway. Let's just let's just sprint this thing to the pits of hell and then maybe we can start the whole thing over with ride the decline yeah all right let's take a break when we come back ethan hatcher's in for casey today when we come back there is a new law in the state of indiana that is now headed to court over your ability to hold law enforcement accountable while they're doing their job we'll talk about it coming up next kendall and casey show 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. A law that changes how you can hold the police accountable is headed to court. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. So this past legislative session, the state of Indiana, it was House Enrolled Act 1186, passed a bill that now requires people to be at least 25 feet away from law enforcement while conducting official business. Uh-huh. And that and let me say this as someone who obviously I am a huge supporter of law enforcement my father was a federal law enforcement officer that seems like an egregious amount of space based on the fact that I think the public has a vested interest and clearly many communities most communities most states now agree based on the fact that most of these people are wearing body cams has a vested interest in in a public space being able to record and hold 
police accountable. And I think the police should want that too, based on accusations that get thrown out all, all the time. The more eyes and ears that are on a law enforcement officer doing his or her job in public, the better off we're all going to be from an accountability standpoint. I understand the need for space for police to be able to do their job. Yeah. However, 25 feet seems rather excessive. Well, they already have crime scene tape. They can already tape off an area of investigation, uh, a barrier that you cannot cross without broaching a law. So this is an additional space. And it seems uh, somewhat unenforceable or nebulous because the case that has brought this to attention involved a person who was recording already at a distance greater than 25 feet at which point the officers approached him and demanded an additional 25 for a total of 50 or greater feet away from the scene on public on public grounds like if you're on a sidewalk if you're in a public area you absolutely have the first amendment right to film activities of the government like yes yeah and and that's the crux of it right is if you're 25 feet away it's hard to get a good shot now obviously you can hd cameras whatever But to put this in perspective, so how far away is 25 feet? Well, Miles Turner, who, Ethan, I know you're a man of the sports, is uh, a basketball player on the Indiana Pacers. He's a center. He's a very good player. Most people hearing our voices now would know who Miles Turner is. Miles Turner is six foot 11. So essentially, you could stretch down three and a half miles Turners, and that's how far away you would have to be <laughs> in order to comply with this law. If you've ever seen Miles Turner, and then you can picture three and a half of him, that's a long way away, and probably more than is necessary in order to ensure that police have have safety. I mean, by, I love your system of measurements. By that account of well, you know, I just it's you try, very imperial. You, you try, know, you like, try to put things in perspective of what people understand of how ridiculous this kind of is. I mean, look if. You you're on the sidewalk and a police officer pulls somebody over to arrest him. Should you be up in that police officer's grill? No. Should you be in his business or her business? No. Should you be distracting from her, him or her being able to do her job? No. But all those things are already crimes. Right. right. You're exactly correct. So the idea that I think if you're 10 feet away, you're not interfering if the police are questioning someone and you have the right to be able to hear the conversation that's going on in, in most cases. And I look, I'm very rare and loathe to agree with the ACLU. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say you're burying the lead here. <laughs> but in this case, and occasionally they do get it right, that this is an area in which probably the, there is a South Bend man who has a, a YouTube uh, account where that's what he does. He posts videos of police interacting with the public, et cetera. That's who they're representing in this case. He, they are probably in the right, and this law seems rather excessive based on the fact that there are fines, et cetera, jail time potentially associated with violating this law. I don't think simply innocently filming the police or simply innocently trying to make sure that there is video of people doing their job in public, government workers doing their job in public is warranting jail time or a five hundred dollar fine, and also First Amendment protections are foundational to the you know the the continuation of our liberty. So they need to be granted the highest level of protection in our society. Yeah, and that's what the Indiana General Assembly does. We saw this with the law they wrote to try to take away Holcomb's emergency powers. It's amazing how crappy some of these laws are written and conceived based on the fact that there's a bunch of attorneys inside the Indiana General Assembly, but. That's the way it goes. We'll see. I think they're going to lose in court, and that's probably a good thing for uh, accountability and transparency. All right, Ethan, when we come back, 
there is a new Mike Pence ad out, <laughs> and it is so ridiculous. It is there is such an obvious flaw in this thing. I mean, he is, of course, wholly ridiculous, but we're going to play the audio for you and we're going to get some audience participation and see if you can hear. You don't even have to see it. You can hear the obvious flaw in the new Mike Pence ad. Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey. Kendall and Casey show 93 WIBC. Mike Pence is completely ridiculous. And this new ad. It's just, I don't even know where to begin. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. Casey's not here. Ethan Hatcher is in for Casey Hello. today. <laughs> Casey will be back tomorrow. Kev is here. And uh, one of the things about so many of these politicians, Ethan, is they simply do not know how to. They're simply incapable of peopling. Like, they're just incapable of being regular people and it amazes me that we the people keep electing these people who don't know how to do the things that we do on a daily basis and so there's a new ad out for mike pence where he is at a gas pump and you are led to believe that he is pumping his gas. It is about Biden. It is about how Biden's destroyed the the energy market and gas is more expensive because of Biden and blah, blah, blah. And of course, he's at a, it looks like a truck. He's using a pickup truck of some sort and he's got, a, you know, sleeves rolled up. He's just a regular guy, Ethan, who's pumping his gas. And he gives you the perception during the ad, he's holding on to the, you know, the pump. Hey, I'm I'm pumping this gas. The only problem is, and one of the things I've always maintained about Mike Pence, one of the biggest problems for Mike Pence, is that he has complete idiots around him who are total yes-men, toady stooges, who just tell him whatever he wants to hear, and they're not actually qualified to do, in many cases, the job in front of them. And this is a great example because they missed this obvious thing. And you have to listen at home. You have to pay very close attention. But if you listen closely... You will hear the gas pump beeping at him that he has not picked a fuel to put into the truck. That's a, that's a vital component. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who's ever pumped any gas knows when you, you know, you put your credit card in or whatever, it's as approved. You raise the nozzle says, please select the type of fuel, whatever, you know, it's unleaded, regular, premium, whatever you're picking. That's the biggest component. Other than putting the, putting it into your car is picking the gas. So we're going to play this ad for you. You do have to listen a little closely, but if you put your ear up to the radio, it's throughout the whole ad, too. It's not like it just beeped once. It's the whole <laughs> ad. Kevin, go. Hey, everybody. Mike Pence here. Remember $2 a gallon gas? I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60 percent. Electricity prices are up 25 percent. Joe Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for working families, small businesses and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. We just unveiled the Pence Energy Plan that will not only put our country back on a path to energy independence, but by 2040, we will reclaim America's role 
as the leading producer of energy in the world. Join us in the fight for American energy leadership by going to MikePence2024.com. We can lead the world once again to a more prosperous and a secure future for America with energy independence and American energy leadership. The whole ad, Ethan. It's beeping right in front of him, the whole ad, and this doofus is so... Well, just unaware of his surroundings. That does, wouldn't you stop well, and go? This thing is beeping at me. It's a little distracting. Well, let's not get carried away here, Rob. What if they didn't like their first take? <laughs> what I mean by this is, how many times can you fill up? A gas tank, unless you have multiple vehicles standing by, maybe he wasn't mic'd up properly. Maybe there was one of the many shootings that happened around uh, Indianapolis that, uh, you know, distorted the audio. And so after he already filled up the gas tank, well, crap, we got to start all over and shoot this thing again. Take two. And now we can't fill up the gas tank, so we just got to, you know, play pretend. Yeah, that doesn't fly, though, because it's not that he didn't put gas in the car. It's that he didn't select a gas to put in the car. Well, well why would you select a gas if it's already full? Because you're you're it, the whole thing's staged, Ethan. <laughs> the whole thing is staged. The whole thing is made up. He's not actually putting gas in the car. I'm trying to give him the benefit of yeah, the doubt. Stop. You have is to this st- the worst thing about Mike Pence, though? Because this is like the glass of water with the Marco Rubio. No. Like, is that the worst thing about Michael Pico Pence? Well, no, it's not the worst thing, but it shows. And it's remember the uh, Todd Young ad, uh, the, the, the staged photo of him at the gas pump last year where whatever it was, was it the 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 pump, the actual uh I'm, okay. It was, it was on the wrong side. He was had yeah. the wrong side of the car. Yeah, I was getting deja vu about this because I thought there was another story about yes. a gas pump goofery, but I couldn't remember what it was. But, but, no, that's, glad, but what, what it tells you is these people, and I was talking with a buddy last night about this who works in state government and will remain nameless um, because he's actually one of like seven people qualified over there, and I, I want him to remain gainfully employed. We were talking about this. <laughs> How many people run, of these people running for president could actually pump their own gas. Like if you said, you must pull into this filling station and actually pump your own gas, how many of them could actually do it? Not Todd Rakita. I'm pretty sure that was one of the things on his list. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm saying of the people running for president, I'm fairly certain, I think... I think Pence could actually pull it off if if you, you know, like he had to do it. I think he could probably pull it off. I think Tim Scott probably could do it. Maybe Ramaswamy. There's no way Chris Christie could do it. Uh, DeSantis was in the military. He probably had to put fuel in something at one point. He could probably do it. There's no way. Oh, by that logic, uh, Pete Buttigieg could probably do it. Well, he also is the transportation. But he secretary. has the electric cars, so he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't yeah, know how to do that. Right. I'm not sure. I don't think Nikki Haley could do it. I don't know. I, Ber- Bergam's super rich. He probably hasn't done it while. Trump probably couldn't do it. I think that'd be very interesting. I think you should be disqualified from running for president if you can't actually put gas in your own car. What do you think? Um, or we could have them do like a Price is Right game with uh, grocery store prices. Like if they haven't shopped for their own groceries in a while, you know, they're, they're too out of touch to be a, a participating member of the legislature. All right, real quick, I wanted to get to this. Something big happened in the world of media yesterday, and that is that Dave Portnoy announced that he is buying back Barstool from Penn. And th- I'm going to play you this audio. Barstool has been a juggernaut for a very long time. Um 
and it has kind of not done as well as it had in the past once it merged in with Penn because it had to operate in the mainstream. I'm going to play this audio from Dave Portnoy, and then I'm going to explain why this is important. Penn Entertainment and Barstool Sports have gone our separate ways. As of this moment, while you were watching this video, I have purchased back Barstool Sports from Penn. So that is right. For the first time in a decade, I own 100% of Barstool Sports. Not since the churning deal have I been in total control of everything. Um, Why did it happen? How did it happen? Well, I think Penn, who I have nothing but great things to say. I've said that all the way along with the Penn relationship. I have nothing but the most respect from Jay, his whole team, everything. Uh, We did this deal about three years ago, and I think both parties are like, we're going to take this thing to the moon. And we underestimated just how tough it is for myself and Barcel to operate in a regulated world where gambling regulators, the New York Times, Business Insider, hit pieces, one step forward, two steps back. We got denied licenses because of me. You name it. So the regulated industry, probably not the best place for Barstool Sports and the type of content we make. Um, okay, so what he's basically saying there is that he could not operate in a regulated industry. He could not make it work in a regulated industry. And I thought that was very interesting because it shows how much when the government gets involved. Look, Barstool's a juggernaut. It was making a gajillion dollars. It was one of the most popular media outlets in the entire world. And it really struggled once it got under the thumb of the government, Ethan. Six most frightening words in the English language. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Yeah, and so it was freely an admission of how the government stifles super creative, super productive, super, uh, you know, just super cash cow that was Barstool, which is why Penn wanted to get in with them, because clearly they saw what Barstool brought to the table. Um, they, They couldn't do it. And so I just thought that was a great real world example of no matter how great you are, no matter how how creative you are, no no matter how successful you are, if you have to operate in a world in which the government gets involved, it becomes markedly more hard to be successful. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Jim Merritt's going to join us. We'll talk about that debacle that was yesterday for old Fredo Penn, silent Suzanne Crouch. Terrible day for them. We'll get the details from a guy who spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate and what the fallout might be. It's Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So much drama going on between Suzanne Crouch and Greg Pence, and I am here for all of it. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show, and look who it is, our old friend. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. He knows these people like the back of his hand, the great, great Jim Merritt. How are you? Morning, Robert. Uh, you know, it pained me yesterday to have to take a victory lap because, uh, well, there was just all so it was all sorts of bad day for uh, Greg Fredo Pence and silent Suzanne Crouch. And, well, this whole apparent alliance between them that she was going to run for governor and he was going to be the running mate. Well, it kind of blew up. And uh, within hours of us uh, discussing that on our show, she ran to Brian Howie. She said, uh, not that there ever, she admitted to a formal offer, but she said, well, Greg Pence is going to have to just run for lieutenant governor like everyone else uh 
That was a quick 180 done by Suzanne Crouch since Robert Vane, her spokesperson, had confirmed, oh, yeah, he's totally under consideration. That was a total 180. Are you surprised at how quick Suzanne backpedaled out of that? Oh, God bless Robert Vane. He's got his hands <laughs> he's full. He's a good guy. Uh, uh, Robert, it, 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 these, are, these are unforced errors, and we know – I go to a lot of Republican meetings and and whatnot, dinners and what and and whatever you uh, county fairs and things like that, and it was kind of baked in the cake that uh, Congressman Pence was going to be the next lieutenant governor candidate. And wait, wait, uh, t- t- it, t- about, t- about. So this is important. You're t- because a lot of people, say, wow, this is just rumor. It was just conjecture. You go to all these things, and so the scuttlebutt at these dinners, at these fairs, at these booths was, oh yeah, Suzanne, she's picking Greg. Oh, I think it's a done deal, and who knows. If if it was the Pence camp or the Crouch camp, but nobody was denying it for the last six months. And 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 we know that uh, Congressman Pence uh, uh, gave, provided $35,000 for the Crouch campaign. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, like, no, and, and I said this yesterday, and hopefully you can back me up on this. You're not giving $35,000 to anyone out of the goodness of your heart, no matter how good of friends you may be with them. No, and, and uh, when we know that our friends in, in, in the uh, political genre, if you will, represent Mike Speedy and others, were looking at Congressman, Congressman Pence's uh, seat as running for, in next year's primary. That, that, so that, That's also important. So let's say, well, Kendall was just making all of this up, and he's just a disruptor, and he's just a you-know-what-stir. No. But Mike Speedy is a state rep here in the state of Indiana. Well and thought he, of. And, and maybe a fine guy. I think I've met him once or twice. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter. He was like actively out there oh, yeah, exploring running for Congress because yeah. he thought Greg Pence was going to be lieutenant governor. Well, a lot of times, if you're a state rep, you don't usually go to um, Lincoln Days and things and events in, in other counties that you don't represent. <laughs> So, so he was just getting out there and getting to know people, and and I I, I really enjoy talking with him, and, and there's nothing against him at all, but it, it was it was quite obvious in the infrastructure of the Republican Party that uh, Greg Pence it was a locked deal, and uh, and and now everybody's scrambling, and 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 the Lieutenant Governor is saying it's not my right, and and whatnot, and it just makes next year's convention really interesting. Uh, Jim Merritt's our guest. We're talking about this big blow-up the other day, that the big debacle between Suzanne Crouch and uh, old silent Suzanne and Greg Fredo Pence and how that fell apart. And Okay, so... I'm I'm curious because you've been involved in a lot of high-profile, super-secretive, big-time conversations. How does that go? If indeed, as you're saying, look, everybody was talking about this on the ground, and then the speedy guys out there seemingly getting ready to run for Congress... If indeed that was a thing, she's got to what call him and go. Uh, sorry, Greg, you're uh, you're 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 done, so. I mean, like, how does that phone call from Suzanne Crouch to Greg Pence even go? Well, I don't know because and is he is he like, can I have my thirty five thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it it really depends on uh, the person. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> there are some people that tweet it saying, "Go away." Uh, <laughs> But others where the candidate uh, himself or herself calls directly to the person affected and say, and saying, you know, I've changed my mind. Uh, uh, just kidding. <laughs> or, 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 you know, or they have their campaign manager call uh, in this instance, uh, Congressman Pence's chief of staff and, and tell him, cool it. 
Uh, well, so there's two schools of thought on this, right? And it, this is what it's so much palace intrigue, and people say, "Well, this is insider baseball." No, I don't think it is because well, it evolves, number one, it, it's not. It, it may be insider baseball, but there's going to be there's going to be. As I said on the podcast, 27 candidates for governor. And so inside baseball, with not many people voting in next year's primary, the insiders are going to be voting. So it's very important inside baseball. Well, right. And so what's it? And it's two very big names in Mm -hmm. the state of Indiana. You've got the sitting lieutenant governor. You've got the Pence family dynasty, which is Dunzo, basically. We'll get to that here in in a moment. But you've got. Every, look, Micah Beckwith was the. We said this yesterday with Micah on the show, and obviously I'm a big Micah fan and supporter. Everybody already knows that. But whether you like the guy or you don't, Micah Beckwith was the big winner in all of this because he stated when he was running, when he announced he was running for lieutenant governor, I'm running to stop the cabal. I'm running to stop the backdoor deals. I'm running to stop the rubber stamp that is the lieutenant governor's position. And he not only was proven correct, but he basically won because. Suzanne Crouch told Greg Pence to kick rocks. Well, uh, the bedrock of the Republican Party, like it or not, for people listening here, is conservative. It's a hard right uh, party now. And and thus, the convention delegates are going to be very conservative. Micah Beckwith is very conservative. There are many people that Diego Morales brought into the party running for Secretary of State that have stayed in the party. They're going to be convention delegates next time. And so uh, Diego uh, brought these people in. These are Micah, possibly Micah voters in the convention. And so, yes, Micah's had a good day. Uh Let's talk about, by the way, Jim Merritt's our guest. We're talking about, uh, and it, you know, it pains me that old Fredo Pence and Silent Suzanne had such a bad week. And you know, Jim, I just hate to talk about that. They're, they're just willing, they're wanting to move on. Well, we're not going to let them move on. And, and uh, it, the question <laughs> is, is will Congressman Pence announce for re-election now? Uh, here, so, well, here's my question to you, because, look, I think our show played a big role in this. There's no coincidence that within hours of us talking about this on our program and pointing this out to people what was taking place, she sprints, she being Silent Suzanne, sprints over to Brian Howie to tell Greg, kick rocks, run on your own. But why would she do that so quick? Clearly, this had been going on for months. It hadn't been denied. Robert Vane seemingly confirms it in that interview he did with the, the Republic where he says, yeah, she's under consideration. Or were there that many people who heard our segment and then just gave her the business? That's the only logical conclusion because this has been going on for months. Well, I think there are a lot of talented people in the Republican Party that could be lieutenant governor number one. But two, the Republic newspaper in Columbus added to this. And, and you saw this prairie, prairie fire start to grow into a bonfire. Why is – but there was a time, even five years ago – now, I knew what the Pences were, but there was a time five years ago where you just said, well, of course I'm considering Greg Pence. Of course, I would love to have Greg Pence. The Pences are wonderful people. She, I mean, it, this family's name must be an absolute toxin now for her to run out of this this fast. You know, I, I don't know the inside of that. I, I, I do know this, that that when people are talking about who your lieutenant governor is, you're putting the cart before the horse. You haven't won the primary yet. And so I, I'm, I'm sure lieutenant governor and her campaign was getting uh, asked this question in different uh, meetings, different conventions, and and everywhere she goes, and she wanted to stamp it out so she could talk about Suzanne uh, Suzanne Crouch. Yeah, well, and and, and real quick because I want to give you time to promote what you're doing now. 
it's one of two things. Either it's a total lack of institutional control on her part because you've got Robert Vane. We love Robert. We've known Robert for a long time. He's been on the show. He's a great guy. I find it almost impossible to believe Robert Vane was just freewheeling. Hey, oh yeah, of course oh, no. he's under consideration. No. So I don't. I refuse to believe it's a lack of institutional control. Now it's on her then. You could say Greg Pence was putting this out there, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's been going on for months, and she didn't stamp it out. The judgment, then it rests with you, right? It's Harry Truman. The buck stops here, and you made a terrible choice and did this to yourself. When when you're running for office, if it's president, uh, city council, or whatever, and you get an enormous contribution, such as $35,000, and you accept that, uh, there, there might be strings, there might not be strings, but you've got to expect that that uh, that person, that entity that's giving you thirty five thousand dollars, is going to want some sort of input, some sort of uh, part of the game, if you will, of your campaign. And uh, it, it's just something that that when that campaign contribution came in, uh, they must have thought long and hard, and and then accepted it. Uh, and so. Um, this has been baked in the cake for a long time. Uh, I love all of this because it's everything we talk about on this show all the time about how rigged this system is, about the backdoor deals, about how the establishment puts their thumb on the process, on the mm-hmm. scale to get what they want. It's what Micah said when he announced, and it all happened right in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't need to take our word for it. You have now seen you've seen it happen. One yeah. thing uh, else. Well, we need a disruptor running for governor. Uh, well, you do. And I don't know if Curtis is going to be that guy. If it's not Curtis, then it doesn't e- exist. Right. Um, one thing, though, everybody should pay attention to as well, in addition to our show and what's happening in their government, is what you're doing. What are you doing? Uh, Mayor of the morning. We're having John Ketzenberger. A lot most people know that he was a reporter for a long time in, in central Indiana, but he's also with the Confer- Conservancy Trust. Mayor of the morning is every other Thursday, and, and we broadcast from the Fort Cafe Audrey. Um, it's uh, on Thursday morning, and uh, at 9 a.m., we stream live. Oh, uh, yeah. Facebook, YouTube, you can find it there. Kloppensteinstein is your guest host. Is that yes, right? he yes, is. Yes, absolutely. All right. The great Jim Merritt, your national treasure. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey Show. Guys, I've got a question for you, and take your time when you answer. What's 12 times 3? It's 36. And if you said that, you are so good. How would you like to get a 36% bonus when you invest your money? So if you invest $100,000, you get a $36,000 bonus. If you invest $200,000, you get a $72,000 bonus. Hey, it is Rob from the Kendall and Casey Show. You know this because you're listening right now. Not only can you get a 36% bonus, but you can also get a competitive return, an average of 7% a year for the past 10 years. Plus, your money is backed by one of the largest insurance companies in the world. To learn more, call Bill Demery, your retirement guy in Indy at 317-932-9912. This 36% bonus, it's not going to last long. So call 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns.